What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the Vesemir to my Geralt. It's Casey. What's up, dude? Not much, man. What's up with you? I'm just, I'm ready to have a good time and talk about some comics. I mean, we have news to talk about this week, too. <laughs> I know. I actually have more news to talk about than comics, I think, so... Yeah, I was I was looking at my stack of comics. I'm like, this seems light, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. I'll do a, a little small one first here, as opposed to a big small one. Uh, Amazon is supposedly going to acquire MGM Studios for eight point five billion dollars. So that's just another that we can add to the list of major acquisitions this year but uh we'll see what happens yeah i mean i i wonder what all they're gonna do with like james bond because like i think that's like the main one they're getting with this so they're probably like oh we're gonna do a money penny movie and uh you know all of the other characters which I blame Marvel for that type of nonsense. Right. No, no one wants the M backstory movie, <laughs> you know? If anything, we want the Q backstory. Even then, <laughs> who's, who's clamoring for that? Yeah. I think that uh, if any, I don't know about like standalone movies, but they might do like short series, like shows for some of yeah, those. For, for the old Prime. Yeah. But we'll see what comes with that. Okay. So my first bit of news, it's comic related, and I'm pretty excited about it. Daniel Warren Johnson is going to be doing a new image book called Do a Power Bomb. He's writing and drawing. It's coming out in June 15th. It's all pro wrestling. So like if you follow Daniel Warren Johnson, you'd know he's a big wrestling fan and he draws the wrestling awesome. So this should be pretty incredible. Yeah. I hope that it's everything that you want it to be, man. Even though you're not a wrestling fan, but you are a Warren Johnson fan, will you be at least perusing it? I mean, I might flip through it and look at the art, but uh, sadly, there's just so much out there that this does not make the cut for right books that Jake pick up. But I like him as a creator, and I wish him all the best. Okay, so it was teased by the director, but we could possibly be getting Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in the Deadpool 3 movie. The director posted a picture on Twitter of... Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo like laying on the ground with their heads together and there was like a tub in front of them and the tub had a Deadpool sticker and a Hulk sticker on it so I don't know if you saw that but uh, but obviously people are thinking that that's going to happen which could be cool it could be really cool I'd be all about it I mean more Hulk the better in my opinion yeah and you know they're kind of making hulk goofy in the marvel universe anyway so i think it could pair well 
And even if he's not goofy, like it could still work really well with him as the straight man and, you know, Deadpool being Deadpool. It would yeah. work even better that way, probably. I agree. Now, you haven't seen the other two movies. Would you go see this one? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm probably going to see the next Doctor Strange, but I still won't see the first one. <laughs> I think I think he has improved with each uh, appearance, and just in my opinion, well, that's that's good. I mean, he was fun in the Spider-Man, you know, nostalgia fest. So, yeah, I'm hoping just for more nostalgia. Like that's that's all I want from this. Oh, I'm sure we're gonna get plenty. Yeah, same here. They know that's that's how to make money off of millennials. Yeah. Okay, so more Madam Web news, because this is what we're all wanting. This podcast has been asking for it. It's about time they delivered. The Madam Webcast. <laughs> but um, Sydney Sweeney, who I don't know who that is, is joining the cast of Madam Web. No word on who she's playing, but she's your typical white girl. So that's cool, I guess. Okay. Can't can't wait to see who she's playing. Yeah. You excited <laughs> about uh Madam Web now? I mean, I've already purchased tickets. I hope you purchased <laughs> two. Oh yeah, we're going, buddy. <laughs> um all right moving right along we'll talk about some comic well no i won't talk about comic stuff yet this is like i almost didn't include it because we've just been beating the old dead horse with this but uh a daredevil reboot and i put daredevil reboot in quotes was listed on a screen capture of a production weekly publication which means that maybe it is actually happening I know we talk about the rumors of that all the time, but this was listed in an official publication, so maybe it is. That'd be awesome if it is. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm not going to say, you know, I buy it, but I did see that too. Did I don't know if this is real, but did you see the maybe real She-Hulk trailer thing that drop this weekend i heard about it but i i didn't look at it yeah because like this i wasn't sure if it was real because the special effects are still like not great and you'd think if it was gonna like i mean i know the other one they were like early on and stuff so i was like i don't know if this one is but we get some uh cox action in it which is pretty sweet nice and then one other thing on the daredevil talk um and the Cox talk, I should say. But uh, since Disney Plus has all of the Netflix verse now, they have allegedly taken out all of the, the naughty sex scenes and other inappropriate things. They've just like taken that all away. So that's really? like a good, that's what I've heard. You might want to check it out for yourself. But uh, yeah, that's like 20 minutes out of like the, what, second episode of Jessica Jones? (laughs) (laughs) 
it might as well have just taken out that whole episode yeah right huh well i don't know like i i understand that it's disney but like you can still set some parental yeah blocks or whatever like i don't see why everything has to be pg no i don't get it either or at least put it on hulu which i which would they own it. yeah which like i could then watch it so that'd be cool well we'll see um, we're all still hopeful yeah i mean i i really do think um we're gonna get more daredevil charlie cox the rest of them it's anybody's guess but i think cox is getting something i mean i several episodes back i i dropped that little tidbit that uh that, that what Kristen ritter yeah was doing she said she was doing more jessica jones stuff so who knows man yeah i i hope she comes back the only one that i'm like you can just stay away as iron fist i i couldn't stand him but <laughs> um so you're a mandalorian fan right you you like the star wars I, i've been known to dabble <laughs> <laughs> well christopher lloyd of you know uncle fester fame is set to appear in mandalorian i didn't see who he's gonna play but uncle i love christopher lloyd huh uncle fester yeah he's just gonna be mandal mando's old uncle fester <laughs> i'm sure he'll be great whatever role he plays it'll probably be old like, scientist like a, guy yeah but... crazy eccentric scientist yeah like if it's something else i'm like oh, i don't know if this is gonna work but he's he's very <laughs> good at that he's a rugged bounty hunter yeah <laughs> He's the, mean, playboy the playboy bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I think the show is nine and a half out of ten. So honestly, I'm whatever they do, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm ready for it. And I, I think it's just cool that it seems like these, you know, I know he's not like a list, but still like a well-beloved actor is probably watching it probably yeah. a star wars fan is like hey can i get in on this and they're like yeah you know yeah so i agree I, you know favreau seems like the kind of guy that would welcome something like that oh yeah for sure all right now on to some comic news um the punisher war journal series is coming back as a short series of one shots the first one is going to be Punisher War Journal Blitz, and that's written by Torin Gronbeck, who did that incredible Valkyrie series that I wouldn't shut up about, and art by Lon Medina. So I don't really, I'm not really like a big Punisher reader, so I this will be like a game day decision for me, but uh, I think it's cool that War Journal's coming back. You know, that's one of those beloved 90s series, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird to be doing it now when it, he's the hand. So I'm like, is it connected to that at all? Or is it just... I, I think some are. Okay. That's it. Well, that might be cool. Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, Lady Styx is rumored to be the primarily primary villain in the Blue Beetle movie. So, I mean, I don't know anything about the character, but if so, you're a big Blue Beetle, so then family, you're you're not prepared for my Casey Namer first appearance question. I'm not, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with you know Blue Beetle. No. Oh, well, dang. You remember the weekly series that was just called 52? I do. I actually like that. Well, issue number 31 is her first appearance from December of 2006. So if anybody listening has a copy of that, hold on to it. It's probably jumped up to about $20 today, if I had to guess, and it could uh, could keep climbing. So was was that like the Blue Beetle New 52, though? like or 52 issue gosh who was the who was the you know i'll uh i'll google the cover real quick um i forgot that they kind of did that with some of them um no it looks like it says the origin of robin and then I'm not sure who's on the cover. It looks like she's on the cover, but then a bunch of guys with guns and masks. Mm. So I, I don't know what's going on there. I've actually never read 52. So you didn't? I no. thought you did with the, uh, maybe this was a different book, but the Blue Devil, Black uh, Lightning. They did like a 52 for that, I thought. I thought you read that. That was a, that was a DC Presents. Oh, my bad. Yeah. But I know, I think it's issue 13 of that series is also the first appearance of old Kate Kane as Batwoman. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So 52 is full of little surprises like that. I just hope my, uh, oh man, I had a really funny joke, but I can't think of the, the, the book's name now. The Blackhawks or whatever, where they tried to make them a thing again but they're like gonna make them the shield of dc mm-hmm. it's like i hope my blackhawk books are gonna be worth <laughs> something man blackhawk and lady blackhawk some of the coolest costumes in comics in my opinion the original these new ones yeah where it's yeah. like yeah it the, the new ones uh, not a <laughs> not a fan of any of that right i uh you know <clears throat> I know that you and I are both, when it comes to Blue Beetle, Ted Cord fans primarily, but I really hope that this movie does well, and hopefully the Lady Sticks, which after I googled her, I was like, oh, that could look cool live action if the effects are, you know, done right, so hopefully it all works out. That's that's my main concern, though, with a Blue Beetle movie, is like, that's heavy effects, and that's like, I think it's still supposed to be HBO Max. So it's like, I don't know. See, I keep hearing that it's going to be theatrical now. So I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be like, we're going to know more of what the heck is going on with Warner Brothers after the merger stops. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of, I guess, rumblings about the Snyderverse now and all this nonsense, which it's like, I mean, I'm to the point now where I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen anything with the Snyderverse. And it's like, maybe we'll be surprised, but yeah, I just, I think we're going to know more as far as releases once the merger only happens, whenever that's going to be. Right. 
also man i really really need that blue beetle suit to look awesome like give give her the old iron man kind of treatment where like yeah. his suit always looks freaking awesome i agree um okay more comic stuff taboo and b earl who did that last werewolf by night series are launching deadly neighborhood spider-man in june uh juan ferreira is going to do the art so it's going to look amazing that's going to be a five issue mini series and it's supposed to be spider-man in los angeles dealing with demon bear so I think that could be pretty cool. And since I liked that Werewolf by Night series, I'm actually willing to give this a shot. My one question, though, which Spider-Man is it? Because, like, is it going to be Ben? Is he going to just be in L.A. now? Is he going to be the ally Spider-Man? <laughs> or, you know, is it going to be Miles? Or will it be Petey? Or whichever other Spider-Man that's let, that's out there that I don't know about. Yeah. I I guess I don't know. I assume that it's going to be Peter, but uh, you know Ben Riley could certainly be cool. I I don't think it's Miles though. I thought I, I saw Miles a picture too. and I thought it was like a regular Spider-Man suit, but who yeah. knows? Is that something that interests you at all? A little bit. If it's Ben, I'd be more interested than Peter, just because it's like. I'm probably going to be reading regular Spider-Man at that point, and I'm not a big enough Spider-Man fan to be like, yes, all 500 Spider titles, please. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I feel you. But and I, I do doubt it's Miles too, since he is still a teenager. I don't think he's going to be able to the whip over to LA and LA. back without his, <laughs> without his, uh, you know parents getting upset at him yeah that's fair all right so paul dano off of the heels of being the riddler is writing a riddler year one comic set to come out in october now i didn't see who the artist was but that might be cool paul dano seems like a legitimate nerd like when he was talking with the rest of them about comics he was telling all of them they need to read the court of owls and other stuff like that so you know it was pretty cool because he's like oh you haven't read the court of owls yeah well it's really good it's like man i've been there paul so i get it (laughs) yeah that's cool i'm sure that's like a dream come true even for you know i'll say he's becoming a a relatively well-known actor so good for him Hopefully it all pans out. Sure. You can okay. check it out. Um, I might. I don't know. I, you know, I'm never never really one to go out of my way to read a story about a villain unless I really like them. But uh, yeah. but maybe. Okay. This one I was pretty excited for. G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takara are launching a Poison Ivy six-issue miniseries in June. Um, Don't really know what it's going to be about. They've done a lot of weird stuff with Poison Ivy in the last year or two. So uh, Wilson's a good enough writer. Takara, 
amazing artist. He's going to make poison ivy and all those, the, the flowers and foliage look amazing. So I think this will be pretty cool. I wonder if they're going to make her the new icon of the green or whatever. Because it's been talked about for years at this point. So that's like the one thought that comes to my, you know, my brain. Right. Is this something you'd read? Probably not. I read way too much stuff as it is. It's the same thing with like the Paul Dano one. It's like, unless there's like insanely rave reviews about either of those, I probably won't check it out. (laughs) I mean, the way I see it, it's like, okay, I'm reading some limited series now that'll probably be wrapped up and I'll be like, yeah, I could pick this up. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so Mark Wade's Irredeemable Universe is going to be made into a movie or series on Netflix. It was very unclear in the article I read, uh, but it's going to be made by Jamie's Samuel. Uh, it's they're going to be co- combining Irredeemable and Incorruptible into one thing. So that's kind of got me thinking it's going to be a series. But either way, it's going to be hard to do to combine both of those because there's not a lot of cross you know sections between the two like they were both very much their separate things it's gonna be interesting though i guess they had like because i'm i follow mark wade on facebook and he's like i've been on the phone with them talking about different plot stuff throughout so like that could that's promising if you know mark wade's actually helping in some way it should make it a little bit better Right. I'm pretty pumped. And I'm sure at this point he gets uh, probably a pretty good say in what happens in it. More than likely. I don't know how that works. So, you know, with boom and all that stuff. So, but hope, hope so. I hope it's good. I, I want, I always, I always root for Mark Wade mostly. Um, yeah. Especially same. when it comes to comics. So I, Actually, I, I, I'm sad to say I've never read either of those. And I know that you've raved about them and lots of people have raved about them. But, uh, you know, it's just, one of the, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I'll be honest. The Incorruptible, there's a lot of things that I'm going to be like, they probably can't do this in a TV show. Like, the, his sidekick is nicknamed Jailbait and she's rather young oh no (laughs) that's not a thing that's gonna happen more than likely and then irredeemable it's good but it it gets out there like it's you're just kind of like what but it's i still like a super long series yeah it i think it because i did it all trade waiting and i think it got up to like 22 or 23 okay that that's that's just too much that's why that you know people that are always like oh man read invincible i'm like dude it's like 175 issues i'm not like i'm just not i'm sorry there's too much stuff i want to (laughs) read yeah this is it was one of those things where comic find was early on talking about it you know and so like I think I got like the first three trades for Christmas one year. So then like every couple years for Christmas, I'd get like a stack of the trades. Cause like the trades were like five issues or whatever, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good. I would just say 
you know have get like the uh, omnibus or something which which is still very daunting yeah but who knows who owns a comic shop anyway you know well here's the thing it's like okay will diamond have any of this in print probably not but we'll see yeah probably not (laughs) (laughs) okay so this one i am not so excited for but Marvel confirms that there will be a company-wide tie-in issues for their Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Judgment Day event that's happening this summer. Um, they, they've abbreviated it to Axe Judgment Day. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't want, I don't want one. Like, I wait once a month to read like Thor or Iron Fist. I don't want one of those months to be an axe tie-in that doesn't effing matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you know they're going to. You know they're going to. So. But just hear me out, though. If they're if it's this big, you know, dumb crossover, but you get, like, Thor fighting, I don't know, Icarus or whatever Eternal... And then they're also fighting like Juggernaut with uh, it's Ryan Otley, right? Doing the art? No, it's uh, Nick Klein. Oh, Nick Klein. Ryan Otley does Hulk. But Nick, doing Nick Klein's art with Donny Cates writing, I'm fine with that. I mean, it, it, it's if one it thing. it is like, like that. Yeah. Like if they're doing like dumb fights, like um, when it was like, Avengers versus X Men, it was just like they were just Casey, having these. We do not games. speak of Avengers versus X Men. <laughs> I mean, it's bad from a storytelling perspective, but like some of the fights were fun, yeah. and that's all you can hope for from this. So if it's like that, that'd be pretty sweet. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, if it's gonna happen, all all we can do is prepare for it now, like we are. and embrace it but we'll see okay so officially godzilla versus kong sequel is happening it's been announced i'm excited so like i'm just gonna toss an a a question to you what would you want to see from a kong and godzilla fighting each other sequel well, what I want is probably what isn't going to happen. We had Mecha Godzilla. Now I want them to fight the king. He's dead. The Mecha King. <laughs> I mean, he's just a skull now, though, man. I don't I don't know how the mecha stuff works. They had Mecha Godzilla when Godzilla was alive. They can have Mecha Ghidorah, even though regular Ghidorah is dead. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, like, there's nothing left of regular Ghidorah except for his skull. Well, slap it on a robot body, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, like, I want Mothra back, and, you know, I think that'd be cool, and maybe a cage fight this time. I. <laughs> uh what was his name was it manda the really big like dragon snake thing i want i want a manda return because i know that he's not really taken that seriously but the name's cool and he always looked cool to me so i say bring him in 
I always thought him and Farron looked really cool. And then I watched the actual, like, their original movies. And holy crap, Varen's movie is one of the worst kaiju movies I've ever seen. Partly because I saw the American version, because it was like a Japanese-American co-production. And it's just this, like, terrible thing, like the American one is, because they're just like, we don't like what they're doing. We're going to just make up our own stuff. And so, like, it just jumps around, and a lot of it's just, like, random stuff with the American guy, like, talking while all the action's happening over away from them so he's just like yeah there they are taking care of this stuff you know it oh it's it's a rough watch i think baron is cool my whole thing is like man they they do so many scenes of godzilla underwater it's like please bring monda back yeah (laughs) they and i think aftershock i didn't read them but in like one of the uh godzilla sequel comics there's a monster that's like they can't use manda's name because of uh you know copyright but it's manda like just like the way it's designed and you know it's like this is what you're doing i got it (laughs) was uh because because manda was in destroy all monsters right yeah doesn't i mean but he's not in it long if i remember doesn't he get taken care of pretty quick uh so like he shows up in that but like the the real reason is because the suits you can tell too it's pretty rough at this point so they just like had it there in the background and they're like there it is um (laughs) because he was an atragon that's the one movie he'd been in prior to that and that's just kind of so so like he gets beat by a super powered submarine oh really yeah I don't I've never heard of Atragon. It's it's one of those ones that like I was going through all of the monsters that showed up and destroy all monsters because I wanted to see all of their movies and that was one of the ones I had to cross off the list and it, like I said it's it's so so. Yeah, I mean the uh I I just googled it and the the cover art sure is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shame the movie wasn't better. Do you want to tag on that other little thing since it's kind of related? Yeah, so, and this is also going to get me on my soapbox a little bit, but uh, Akira Takarada, he is a, or he was a Godzilla actor. He's been in, like, odds are if you've seen a Showa Godzilla movie, you've seen him. He's been in so many different ones from the original to Astro Monster to, uh, I think it was the uh, Terror from the Deep and just all, so many of them. Uh, great actor also a great dude i've met him a few times uh, he passed away at 87 uh it's very sad he had like like a whole lineup of cons that he was going to this year already i think it was a heart attack that happened but basically me on my soapbox i'm just gonna say if you ever get the chance to meet someone who's like meant something to you as a kid unless they're charging like you know a butt ton of money and you just can't afford it but if you're just like on the fence about it just do it like always meet your heroes because like worst case scenario they might be a little short with you but like he was very kind the time i met him every single person that's ever met him or like 
the dude was the nicest person and like i wish i would have been the gfs more and could have met him multiple times because very very nice like i waited like 30 minutes to meet him and like he was very apologetic that it took so long that we got to meet you know got our picture together which is like the nicest thing he's like oh i'm so sorry you know and it was just awesome so like i said if you ever get the chance to meet your heroes do it all right r.i.p my final thing was announced today casey and my excitement level is through the roof cd project red which is the game studio behind the witcher games posted a picture today of a witcher medallion in the snow and underneath it said a new witcher saga begins which means we're getting a new game and they announced that they had partnered up with uh unreal engine 5 that they were going to work with going forward for uh for their games so hopefully one of two things happens at least in in my my paradise all right the first one is it's centered around siri uh which is the girl that's with Geralt for those that don't know or have maybe watched the show only um but anyway she gets a one of the possible endings of the witcher 3 spoiler alert after all this time uh is siri becomes a witcher and goes off and does her own thing this game taking place right after that happens would be pretty awesome um the other thing is one that i've talked about before because the 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 witcher medallion doesn't really look like any of the other medallions that we know so maybe it's a witcher school that uh is from the past and this game takes place pre-geralt and maybe we can finally make our own witchers and choose which school we go through uh or they create this school and tell a story about its downfall or something like that um Lots and lots of options. Either way, whatever happens, I'm so excited that like we officially have a new Witcher game in the works, whatever it may be. Um, a lot of people are kind of crapping on the company because Cyberpunk was kind of a bomb. Uh, but I know that they've uh, expanded the workforce and literally, I mean, as far as I know, that's like their only big blunder. So uh, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they learned their lesson from Cyberpunk and whatever they put out with this Witcher game will be polished and ready to go and back to the amazing games that all the other Witcher games were. Wasn't with Cyberpunk, they were just trying to do too much basically too? Or am I oversimplifying it? I mean, I didn't really play it uh, because I heard of all the problems, but I guess a lot of mechanics were just broken. It was like really buggy um maybe it was from trying to do too much but and i know they put in a ton of work after the fact to try to make it playable which i think also still says something normally companies like ea or whatever will just be like eh well that's what you get and uh you know you're still gonna buy the next one we put out yeah (laughs) so hopefully you know i i'm very much a cd project red stand so uh, as the kids say so hopefully this one is amazing all right two questions for you Mm, excuse me 
first one um do you think if they do like the lady witcher from the you know continuing type thing that that would actually hurt their sales because it's a lady witcher they're not you know getting money that sweet sweet draw money i i don't know because i mean people freaking love these games dude like witcher 3 one game of the year when it came out people are still playing it uh you know they're doing the big graphics overhaul for three i think people love all the characters they love siri yennefer tris Geralt, dandelion like all of them so like if a game were to come out focused on one of those i think all the diehards would would play it and be fine with Geralt either just having a cameo or honestly the way that three ended he gets a perfect ending and i really don't want him to continue because he doesn't need to he got his happy ending um so i don't know i i'm sure that there would be some poop heads on the internet that would uh that would make a big thing of it but uh but i don't think it would hurt too much Right, and then question two, since it's a saga, do you think this means another trilogy? Um, short answer, yes, probably. Um, and that's the thing too, is like, if it's the whole, my, my, uh, my dream of creating my own Witcher and choosing my own school, that's not really like a saga type thing. Um, but also, do they have enough material planned out to do a series story for three more games? <sighs> Who knows? Or maybe it maybe it's that third option I mentioned about the downfall of a school, and they just do that with multiple schools. Who knows? Um, but uh, yes, I do think it's going to be another at least right. trilogy. And then lastly, because I like to say things that just make you like, you know, uncomfortable. What if it takes place in the future? So it's like Grand Theft Witcher. Like he's got guns. He can pick up hookers. He drives cars. You can put in the code to get a tank. You know, that stuff. I don't I it's it's hard to imagine anything I would hate more than that <laughs> well Brian Bendez is actually going to be doing all of the dialogue and when I say all I mean he's writing it but also voice acting it oh wow okay yeah okay well you you found a way to to make me not excited even though none of that's happening <laughs> It's kind of a gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that is the end of the news, finally. So, uh, yeah. Now we're going to take our ad break, and then we'll talk comics. So we will be right back. All right. Welcome back, folks. Um, if you want to hear Casey and I talk with all spoilers out the window, like this is full spoiler mode on the Batman and what we what we thought of it, then go check out our YouTube channel. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Casey finally got to see it. And so we have ourselves a good old fashioned conversation about it. Um, it gets heated. He 
calls me some mean names because you know we just disagreed and i know that sounds very unlike us but you'll just have to go find out for yourself yeah tell your friends (laughs) (laughs) but now on to the comics we read this week casey i'll let you go first all right i read power rangers number 17 the amazing spider-man 92 bay the crimson cage number four or five still water the escape number one world's finest batman superman number one batman the night three of ten blue and gold seven of eight and the flash 780 what about you man i just realized that i forgot blue and gold uh but i read a king's vengeance number two wonder woman 785 nightwing number 90 batman the knights number three and world's finest number one i didn't read flash either sorry i didn't hear you uh no because i saw it was a tie-in for that event that i'm not reading and so i passed on it yeah okay so i will start then if that's okay with you it is okay so power rangers number 17 by ryan parrott and marco renna and it's kind of funny if you remember last time i was talking about the uh, mighty Morphin. And I was like, I don't like this. I gave it a really low rating. And it's 100% just character related because I I like this a lot. I had a good time reading it. Basically, it's these the Omega Rangers is the, the names they're going with. And they're just trying to figure stuff out. And it's setting up the next big story. It's a good time. I actually really enjoyed it. Going to give it a 8 out of 10. It's, it's very power rangers okay first up for me is a king's vengeance number two and that was uh written by davia leblanc and peter reek and art was also done by peter reek and i'm very sorry but i don't know how to pronounce (laughs) r-i-c-q yeah uh but anyway this issue was pretty awesome. Um, it's it's like a, a dark fantasy in every sense of the word. So every everything is like very gothic and run down, and uh, you know the weapons are kind of just brutal during these fight scenes, and there's like some creepy creatures and stuff like that. Uh, but I really liked it. Like the whole thing was a fight scene. The The first issue ends with this character. He like goes to, I don't know if you remember me talking about this. He goes to confront the king and it turns out it's his son and his son just like destroys him, picks him up, chucks him out a window. Well, this one starts with him on like an operating table with some crazy old guy who's just like stitched other body parts onto him to make him whole again. And he's like, uh, I'm giving you what you need for your revenge, but you got to do something for me too. And uh, then the rest of the issue is just a big fight scene against like a high ranking uh, guy. But 
and then he he hops on his little velociraptor and heads off towards the castle again so i don't know what's so special about him now that he's got other body parts but uh but i'm along for the ride this was like so much more enjoyable than the first one and i really really like it so i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten right on man okay so the amazing spider-man 92 by and this is by jed mckay cody ziegler and zeb wells all writing and oh wow there's a whole lot of artists uh we got luigi zagaria bruno oliviera fran galan mark bagley and uh mark bagley has wayne foucher helping him uh this is pretty cool you get you know morbius and the daughters of dragon teaming up to beat um lizard morbius like we talked about in the last issue and then you got monica rambo and um robot man teaming up which was a lot of fun i would actually read their team book because i've always liked i've liked monica rambo i've always really liked robot man so this is is to the surprise of nobody yeah (laughs) And I mean, we could just call them the trench coat gang because I mean, I'm gonna find a good picture. Yeah, there we go. Like, perfect. Just get like a couple more guys nice. in trench coats. Just have them blow stuff better. up and walk away from it. Uh, yeah, and then you get some other stories after that. You get like the those other like the spider the used to be Spider Man, you know, Spider Man guys, but they're not Spider. They're like whatever it's like dusk ricochet and the hornet or whatever you know who i'm talking about no <laughs> these these guys oh yeah 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 okay okay so you got these guys doing stuff with beyond and turns out they're gonna have to fight a fight a spider-man and yeah then you get some uh old um whatever the the goblin lady queen goblin stuff it's it was interesting. I actually liked this book a good bit. The all like the three different epilogues kind of got old. Like you could just stop with the Rambo and Robot Man <laughs> stuff, and I would have been fine. But other than that, it was good. I'm gonna give this an probably an eight. I liked it. Okay. Next up for me is Nightwing number ninety uh it's written by old tom taylor with art by geraldo borges borges and this issue instead of getting uh jonathan kent it is like a flash team up a wally flash team up (sighs) there's the long side before i get into my complaints that's too bad i was when you said wally team up i was actually thinking Tommy T would be a good Wally writer, you know, like could actually do this well. I was hoping. Well, I'm I'm starting with the negatives because there there are parts that I liked. You remember when I was complaining about the the Nightwing tie-in issue for that event they just did with, uh, you know, uh, Fear State, Fear State. Yeah, and. Dick and Barbara think that Stephanie and Cassandra get buried in the clock tower. So he's doing all this emotional, like, you know, just blah, blah, blah. He does that crap again in this issue. Like we're supposed to believe that Nightwing's dead. So 
Dick Grayson, knowing that he's had a hit out on him for the last two or three days in a row, continues to stay in a apartment in an apartment building with a lot of other people. And Blockbuster hired like a military level like drone to bomb the apartment building. So Dick gets the heads up from Oracle and he like pulls the fire alarm, gets everybody out of the building, building goes up. Um, Flash, or let's see, yeah, what, what's Flash's wife, wife's name? Uh, Linda. Linda. Sure. Linda gets a notification on her phone that uh, there was an explosion in Bloodhaven and uh, it was at Dick's place. So Wally zooms over there and Wally gets there and he's going through the rubble. And so Tom Taylor is like, the Flash is disassembling the entire collapsed burning building. He doesn't have super strength. He's just working as fast as he can. He'll do whatever it takes to get to me. He heals fast, but he's probably broken his finger several times and just on and on for like two pages, right? And then Wally sees Nightwing and uh, rushes over there at super speed and like gives him a big old hug. And it's just like, dude, why are you trying to make this emotional? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like annoying that we have to go through all this like super heavy emotional stuff when on the next page, we all know that Dick's not dead and under this building and he's not writing this from Wally's perspective. It's from Dick's perspective. So it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, what I don't get too is like, I don't see Wally doing it that way. He can vibrate his monocle, you know, molecules. He could go monocles. Yeah. His monocles (laughs) just vibrating. He's like, I can see really well. Um, but yeah he can you know vibrate his molecules through through the rubble and get them that way or he could you know turn his arms into um old tornadoes and Mm -hmm. pull that way like i don't see him doing the other except for you know trying to make you feel something which is what tom well, I mean, yeah, which is fine. But if he's going to do that, it would be way better if it was told from Wally's perspective. Um, yeah. But it's not. So it's lame. Uh, but anyway, Wally then basically makes Dick come back to Keystone and like sleep on the couch because he hasn't slept in days. And so there's some good okay. moments with Linda and their kids. And um index puppy that's there and then um you know while while dick is sleeping wally starts to like try and figure out who's trying to kill him uh, or how they can pin it on who's trying to kill him and then uh yeah they barbara gets kidnapped and they go to try and save her and they get there and it's kg beast and then it ends so we're at least going to get a part two with wally um but at the same time it's like at this point i really don't think barbara needs wally and dick to save her from kg beast she can probably take care of kg beast on her own it's like i don't i don't know why he keeps i will i know i know but it's like 
we we have all these grand ideas from Tom about how Nightwing's going to fix everything. And then we take him away for Fear State. Now he's back. We've done two issues with Superman. Now we're going to do two issues with Nightwing. It's like, just tell your freaking story that you want to tell. We don't need yeah. Barbara getting kidnapped by the KG Beast. We really don't need Flash there, even if it's fun to see the two friends hang out. It's like, dude, we're like a year into you taking over this title and we're still no closer to you having Dick change the whole world. So yeah, just get to it, man. No, I agree. Um, so I have, I have a not crapping on Tom Taylor type of question really quick. Since you've read, you know, all of Chucky D's run and um, Devin Grayson's run and everything where blockbuster was like the villain it was like you know kingpin versus daredevil they shot him in the head and blah blah blah. but then now that like tommy t's brought him back and it seems like it's just kind of like a rehashing of chucky d's stuff yeah so i mean would you rather have it like i don't know you have him be um mayor of bloodhaven like kingpin is mayor of new york just like basically because blockbuster let's be honest rip off of kingpin um so if they just do that instead of it just being like the same crap you know would that be better in your opinion or do you like the same crap over and over again i think it would be better because what they're doing now is like blockbuster is controlling who whoever is mayor um and it's like okay but but why why not just have him be mayor um if he if he's pulling all the strings and nothing's tied to him anyways then what is holding him back from just running for mayor yeah um so yeah i do want i don't want the same thing because there's nothing tom taylor can do that is going to make his stuff better than dixon's stuff that's been done before that's perfect Uh he doesn't need to touch that stuff again but dude it's so weird i i don't like crapping on writers unless it's like bendis or tom king right (laughs) because i like some stuff tom taylor's done but when it's bad man it is just bad yeah no i it's frustrating i'm only this worked up about it because i care about nightwing that much yeah with with tommy t i think he can only do like elseworld stuff well and that's because he's got free range to you know kill anyone he wants and i think that just makes him so happy he just like you know really brings it up a notch on his writing skills yeah i agree I I want to like this, uh, but man, un- unless it unless it improves, I'm gonna keep being this harsh on it. But it's just because I love the character. So yeah. Uh, but you know that being said, I liked this more than the Superman stuff. I just don't like the cheesy emotional stuff for no reason. So uh, I will give it a six and a half. Um, but it's still not great. Right on. Okay, so. The Crimson Cage, number four of five by John Lees and Alex Cormack. And 
this is a lot of fun the art in it is wild the story stuff is really cool and it's kind of funny because like so there's this part when uh, i'm really bad at names one of the the main lady is wrestling this other lady and she gets like bloodied and then she's like oh no let's like keep this match going and like that got the crowd really into it and like i don't know if that ever happened in the territory days but it happens now with like lady wrestlers like uh there's this one wrestler named tay conte and she was i don't remember who her tag team partner was but she was then in a match with uh the bunny and another lady wrestler and like they just like beat the crap out of each other and like i don't think anyone was expecting this match to be as brutal as it was but like when you watch it like the bunnies got her face just all you know like blood everywhere and stuff and like by the end of it everyone was freaking out by how awesome it was so it's like this happens like i i follow john lee so i know he is a wrestling nerd so it's like yeah he's putting real wrestling crap into it (laughs) yeah but yeah this book is really cool really hoary and it's really interesting it feels crazy that it's only got one issue left though so yeah i don't really have any complaints i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten excellent glad you're liking it All right, Wonder Woman 785. And you think that at this point, every single time we would have the creative team just like ready to go, right? Yeah. I mean, you I figured think... with Wonder Woman, you would know it by now, like by heart. No, because they get they get different artists. It's it's sadly not Marcio anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan with art by Rosie Comp. And uh, yeah, this is a lot of like Diana being upset that they haven't found out who killed old Hippolyta yet. <laughs> and, um, you know, obviously there's tensions are high already with all the different tribes being here for this thing. And one thing that that didn't really make too much sense to me is the the Bana Migdal tribe, which is Artemis's tribe, didn't choose Artemis to be their champion. They chose Donna Troy. And I I just don't understand why. And maybe we'll figure that out later. Um, And I mean, Artemis seemed fine with it. It's just like, I don't really know why Donna is like backing this tribe that I've never seen her deal with before. Um, but anyway, and so obviously the Esquisita tribe chooses Yara Floor, and then um, the Themyscirans choose. Oh gosh, why am I blanking on her name? She's been around enough. Um, Oh, Philippus. Philippus. So Philippus gets chosen by Queen Nubia. And then at the end, Diana yells for everybody to stop. And she shows up in like sort of a new costume. It's all like black and gold. It looks pretty cool. And uh, she says that she's going to take part 
in the uh, the trial, but she is beholden to no one and will be a champion for no tribe, but for all Amazons. So they're all just rolling their eyes like, oh, God. Yeah, like this. princess. Of course, <laughs> yeah. the princess wants it. She's right? for everyone. Oh, yeah. God, I hate her. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens next. But it was pretty cool. This is like just enough fake politics that it's like intriguing uh because i know that there's about to be a lot of cool action that follows it and it is it is cool to see all the like wonder ladies together in one place so uh i like this a good bit i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten you know you had the perfect chance to say the wonder women but you went with ladies well yeah i was gonna say women but then i thought it's just not as fun as ladies okay whatever man. fun fact callan our good friend callan used to uh help me out with pull lists whenever I, we first had the shop and he didn't know any characters names so whenever it came to wonder woman he unironically once called her liberty lady nice. and uh and that always stuck as an inside joke after that so but i know without telling you that if i said the liberty ladies it would mean nothing but in my head yeah. that's that's what i'm always thinking i know a liberty lady is a great name for you know like a boom comic <laughs> i know or right valiant comic agreed okay so next is blue and gold number seven of eight and this is by dan jurgens with Phil Hester and Eric Gapster on art and Paul Pelletier and Nor Rapmund on art. Um, yeah, so we get some Jaime in this, get some fighting. They vaporize a dude. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time, but it's also still like, they set up a new villain at the very end of this. There's one issue left. <laughs> i don't know how this is gonna work yeah and it's i have a feeling next issue i'm gonna be like this feels rushed but other than that it's perfectly enjoyable they like it's a nice you know it's like a breath of fresh air like normally you'd have like jaime and ted being like i am the better blue beetle no i am this is just like, oh, hey, thanks for helping us. I no problem. I'm always here to help you. And it's that just that's, awesome. That's, yeah, it's just nice. So also, it's hilarious to think that a nine issue series feels rushed by the end. <laughs> yeah, it's just like we said, they should have ended it. I think, what was it? Last issue? Mm -hmm. Just ended it there. And then, you know, or just make this like never-ending series that'd be good too but i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it a nine i like it and i think the next issue i'm gonna be like this is rushed what are you doing daniel jurgens <laughs> uh i just have the night and world's finest all right so give me one second i'm gonna plug my computer up and then I'll be ready to do this other stuff. 
Okay, next up is Stillwater number one, The Escape. And this is by Chip Zadarsky, Ramon K. Perez, um, Jason Liu, Andrew Wheeler, Ethan Young. Um, I think that's all. Oh, um, Sue Lee. I think that's all of them. But it's a bunch of different stories from these different people that tried to escape it's enjoyable if you've been reading Stillwater like there's no real reason that you have to read this like you're not gaining anything but it's just kind of like a nice add-on to this universe basically so yeah I really really liked it though normally with these like you'll be like yeah this story wasn't very good but for the most part they're all really good I really, really like this. Uh, 9.5 out of 10. Wow. High praise. I don't know. This series has been really, really, really enjoyable. People should be reading it. And then next up is The Flash 780. And it's uh, Jeremy Adams and Will Conrad on the art. So you got, like, you might want to, like, skim this at the very least jake because it does pick up right where the last one left off for us so like linda's zooming around it's like a very linda heavy issue so all the linda stands out there like finally all four um, of them (laughs) but so like flash brings the kids all back you know and then that you know linda's like happy that they're there she's on the phone with like before before uh they get back she's on the phone with jay and like very upset because she doesn't know where anyone is and then like (laughs) when she's like as as they show up she's like jay they just showed up with wally yes i'll tell them their poppy is glad they're safe but no i won't go easy on them because they're scared because they scared me to death like that's that's wonderful but um yeah so like Wally then has to f- deal with um, whatever the dude's name is from Earth 3 and then Mirror Master shows up too and they f- they fight for a little bit and then that's it. Uh, it's it's r- good. Like the, I was worried because I'm not reading this event that this was going to be like um, real, like I wouldn't know what the, you know what the heck was going on or anything. That's exactly why I skipped it. But Jeremy Adams does a very good job because it's like it's I'm assuming integral to the event since it's like they're trying to get um, the cosmic treadmill. They're both fight like the mirror master and what's his name are fighting over it. And Wally's just kind of there. Where uh, like, you know, it's but it's also like not necessary to be reading this event. Because it's just like, oh, here's these two guys. If I wanted to keep reading this, I could, but I'm probably not going to. Right. But it's really, really good. This Jeremy Adams has been killing it for the most part for this series. I'm gonna say nine out of ten. I liked it. Okay. Okay, what order do you want to do these two babies in? Uh let's end on world's finest all right all right so batman the night 
number three it's written by chip zadarsky and art by carmine di gian domenico and uh yeah this was a pretty heavy henry Descartes issue but uh but i thought that was cool personally mm -hmm. i i liked that character and um i i genuinely thought that this was like the best issue yet what did you think of it no same exact thing this is the this is in my opinion the best issue yet i'm i think the next issue is gonna be better but this was really really good we get a lot of action we get detective stuff you get to hear Bruce tell Alfred he loves him. It's good. Just all we want, really. Yeah. If we just had, like, Papa Alfred with son Bruce, and that was the whole comic, it would sell literally tens. It would be great. <laughs> uh, what would you rate it? I'm at another nine. I really liked it. Same, dude. That's, that's where I'm at with it, too. Thought it was great. Okay, so Superman or Batman and Superman World's Finest by Mark Waite and Dan Mora. Art was fantastic. What'd you think of this series, though? Uh, I thought it was really good, honestly. I, I liked it a whole bunch. Um, the, I'm, I'm glad that it was only done the amount of times it was done but the way Robin is kind of like, dude, I'm right here. Like a couple times, you know what I mean? I mm -hmm. thought was was funny. Uh, and also just very Mark Wade, in my opinion. Um, but no, I, I thought this was great. The art is absolutely killer. I, I liked seeing... It's always kind of fun seeing Superman unhinged every now and then, right? Yeah. Uh, and then seeing seeing batman kind of bring him back from the brink is not it you people would think it would be the other way around and it works so well in this instance yeah. plus doom patrol that mm -hmm. was awesome yeah and dan mora drawing the doom patrol <laughs> yeah dude i was not expecting to see them in this issue at all but not all well. of it all of it was so fun yeah no, it's it's enjoyable. I'll be honest. It's one of those things we kind of have to. It's another one of those things where you have to turn your brain off for, because like injecting with the cocktail of red kryptonite, pretty <laughs> silly. Let's yeah. be honest. But I liked it a lot too. Here, I here's mean, what I'll say about that though. World's finest, the original, was an absolutely. Mm -hmm bonkers silver age comic so i yeah. think that's just mark kind of like paying homage to that while also keeping it modern yeah he should have he should have done like balls to the wall crazy then where it's like <laughs> superman grew like five heads they're all different personalities you know hey maybe it can come to that yeah, let's hope so <laughs> then you you get uh the old uh Niles calls her though, like just taking you know, like a hacksaw. He's like, We gotta get rid of these heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um or yeah, with this one though, man. I mean, I think I liked it a little more than you. I had no complaints. I'm gonna give it a 10. Like this, this was everything I wanted in this book. See, I think I had it hyped up 
too much for me personally. So I'm at an 8.5. It just it did not live up to like what I was hoping for. So maybe I need to come back and read it like in a couple of days. But yeah. I, I think it's a solid start. And I hope yeah, that this series sure. gets to go on for a long time. I'm hoping this like leads to more Mark Wade in DC though. Yeah. All right, man. What are you excited for in this coming week? Uh, well, I think this one was probably on your list too, but action is absolutely at the top of that list. Um, and then I'm mildly interested in We Have Demons. That's a new book by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, so that should be fun. And then uh, probably Icon and Rocket. I think it's the final issue of season one. So I've been digging that and that one should be fun. Nice. So I'm I already go. know one that's on your list. You know, like two of the, or probably three, all three, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Because Saga, obviously. Uh, Rogues, number one. I'm super pumped for that book. That should be really really great and then surprising no one godzilla versus mighty morphin power rangers <laughs> this is gonna be awesome so hyped yeah i'm gonna read it too i'm i'm looking forward to it genuine question how many variant covers are there did you like did you get any for those i think there was an a and a b and then a one in ten um but honestly, I, I don't know. Re remind me in your text of your list and I'll let you have first grabs. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what they are. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I have to have them. But I'm just, I was just curious because like, I know when Boom like launched Power Rangers the first time, it was like, you know, all of the Power Rangers variant covers and stuff. So I'm like, well, are they doing something crazy for this? So I'm thinking like when Power Rangers crossed over with both the Justice League and the Turtles, there was like a variant cover where there was one turtle with one ranger or one leaguer with one ranger. Imagine one ranger and one kaiju. Like that be could be awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't that. do that, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, Matt Frank has to get in on this, right? Like, I would think like there has to be something where it's like, no, legally, because me and Toho are best friends. <laughs> I have to do at least one cover. Right. All right, man. So um, like a couple weeks ago, me and the girlfriend went to Nashville, which is like country music capital of the world. So I was just thinking, what superheroes would be like top-notch country singers? If you have like crazy reasoning why you get more points for that well i'm i'm never nearly as prepared as you are you always have some real dandies but uh the first one that comes to mind isn't actually a superhero it's a villain and that is that works too. uh stallion who is a nightwing uh villain and he's just a sort of well he used to be a sort of rough and tumble uh, cowboy looking guy and uh, you know he just kind of fits the bill and next is an obvious Marvel pick and that's the rawhide kid um, I mean you could choose like kid Colt or two-gun kid or any of those like Marvel super or like Marvel western 
comics, but I think Rawhide might have been one of the first. And then on the flip side, when it comes to B- DC, I think of Batlash. I think he'd be uh, a pretty good country singer. And I don't, I don't know if this counts or not, but I'm going to say Clark Kent because, uh, you know, a farm boy, he's classically handsome. Uh, the ladies would be all about him. He could just sing about life on his Kansas farm. And I, I think I think he'd sell albums. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you get uh, super just his Superman. Like that was one of my thoughts. Is like as the country singer, like yeah, he's like he, he's like I grew up bailing hay. My planet's destroyed. I got a dog. You know, like that's that's country music right there. Yeah. And then Wolverine, like we talked about this before the show. He's also because it's just like yeah he's probably been dumped before he drinks beer he probably has a truck again country music he's got the look down it's always yeah. like a white beater and an unbuttoned like shirt over it <laughs> the, the only hat. thing that like gives him a knock is he's canadian yeah i don't know if canadian country music is a big thing out there uh, and then another Canadian that this that I'm also like putting in would be Puck. If you have the lifelike Puck, you could write some really good country music. That's true. I mean, he's been to hell. He's yeah. ruled hell. <laughs> yeah. He was in the Alamo, I think. So, I mean, he's he's heard the music. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of a last one. I'm going to go with Jenny Hex. You're, you know, you're, you're related to old hexy probably got some country music up in your bones that you could belt out yeah i agree i i thought of jonah when making my list i don't think i just don't picture jonah as much of a singer oh yeah well that's that's why i didn't pick yeah um all right let's uh let's get into the closing plugs then if you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And also please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is just two worlds podcast on YouTube. And uh, maybe, maybe let us know which characters you think would make the best country singers. Yeah. And give us like, song ideas too for them Ooh, get really creative points. if you here's the thing if you comment a character and a song like theme i will write one verse to that song and recite it on this podcast here's here's another thing just to sweeten the pot if we get up to 50 views on this video we will both cosplay said character and duet this. <laughs> Thank goodness you set the bar high at 50. I know. I know. <laughs> All so right. Tell guys. your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd love to stay and chat, but uh, Casey here has to teach me how to slay monsters. So we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.